Welcome friends to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here again with Lucy. Again, Ben. Again. <laughs> I know. Again. Yeah. Second week in a row. Mm. Uh, just just the two of us. Uh, Adel is back from his holidays, but he's ill, so he's not here. Uh, so get better soon, Adel. Um, we will just drink in his stead. Yeah. In his honour. Um, Absolutely. I can't remember if any of us have had this before. Um, but mm-hmm. it's called Gamer. And it's from oh. Dark Revolution. Oh. No, I have not yeah. had that before. I don't know if it's new. Um, because the place that I went, they did... Um, they had a few of, you know, uh, Dark Revolution's... Um, I think just core beers that I've had before. And yep. I was like, oh, I haven't seen Gamer, so I don't actually know how long it's been around, so maybe it's a new one. Um, oh, it's a small batch series, so... Nice. Maybe a one-and-done thing. Um, it says it's going to be dry, fruit, and crisp. Um, cold side of the brew, Simcoe and Amarillo. Hot side is mosaic. Yeast is just their house yeast. Okay. It's a 4.2% pale ale. Gamer. Nice. Keeping it light. Yes. Well, it was because it's was gamer and I was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever I mean, stroke it, it is. I, I, again, I suppose it kind of fits with the notion of drinking and playing video games at the same time and wanting something light, maybe, even though yeah. we probably don't do that. No, I don't tend to, because... I don't know, I like being able to concentrate and when I drink, I like just drinking and talking and and gaming, I'm gaming because I'm a pro gamer like that. (laughs) (laughs) You can't let let it affect your Titanfall 2 score. No, no. Not that I ever played. Did you ever play that? Uh, The multiplayer for, well, Titanfall 2. Uh, Like five or six matches, Mm -hmm. but that was about it. And that was only in uh, beta as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Um, of what they did to the game from from the first one, and yeah, I I, I didn't play any of the multiplayer on two. Um, yeah, it was just I put like two hundred hours into the first one, but mm. yeah, shame because you know those servers are no longer up. I think because of cheaters and stuff, and I think it was just easier to shut it down than to combat the cheaters and stuff like that. So shame, really, yeah. Shame, isn't it? Uh, it's uh, Titanfall is EA published, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to save their money for all their executives' bonuses, don't they? Yeah, and dividends. So get get rid of all those old things. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> mm, sad. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I I am similar in that I don't drink a huge amount when I game, but I might have one beer. Yeah, and usually it is kind of. It doesn't matter what the percentage is. It's kind of like, oh, I fancy a stout tonight. It will be 9%. Cool. I fancy a double IPA tonight. It's 8%. Cool. I fancy just whatever I've got. Oh, it's a lager. It's 4%. Fine. Um, never really tracks mm-hmm. with kind of what I'm what I'm playing or anything like that. So, uh, But, and, and like you, I enjoy drinking and talking. So I'm going to open a beer as well. Um, this is a beer from Arbor. So it's a nice big pint can. And it's called Under My Umbrella, mm-hmm. which is a collaboration brew. Uh, for International Women's Day, 
which was uh, about a month ago-ish, three, three, four weeks ago, something like that. Um, This is a New England Pale Ale. It was canned on the 22nd of March, so about a week ago, 10-odd days ago, this was canned. Um, It is 4.7%. There is a little bit of flavour text. Brewed to celebrate International Women's Day and to support local women's charity Womankind Bristol, this New England Pale Ale was made with Eclipse, Enigma and Ella hops. This brew day was led by Arbor Brewer Ella, with a little help from our own Meg, Sarah and Amber, and Anna and Ray from Womankind Bristol. 50 pence of the sale of this can goes towards helping to fund this charity. Cool. I didn't know that. So Good stuff. Just 50p. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Would have brought a couple more. Uh... Well, I say that. I'll see what it's like, and then perhaps I'll go and buy a couple more. And if it's not great, I could just give them a quid, yeah, maybe, yeah. instead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Charity starts in the liver. I mean, at, yeah, at home, absolutely. <laughs> by being kind to your own liver, potentially, <laughs> and only drinking four-odd percent uh, beers. Um, how is the Dark Revolution game? Yeah, it's a um, nice straw colour. Um, nice foamy head that's you know just sticking to the glass it's not going anywhere um mm. aroma very nice very slightly light but um yeah got your tropical fruits in there you know a bit of mango mm. maybe a bit of pineapple in there citrus yeah pleasant aroma um taste wise It's it's really refreshing. It's um again it's quite light on the taste, um, just like the aroma. Mm-hmm. Um slight slightly bitter on the end, but just just light citrusy notes really. Not it I mean it's four point two percent, you're not getting like tons of fruit like the um dipper free that I had last week. Um yeah. no, it's it's just it's just pleasant, it's inoffensive, it's it's well rounded. It, it, I think the slight bit of, you know, bitterness and pininess on the end just balances it, balances it all out. And yeah, there's hmm. not much to say. Like, I mean, not really getting much of the mosaic hops, and that's probably because I'm, I, well, they would have dry hopped that, so I'm not getting much of that on the mm-hmm. aroma. Maybe it maybe a hint, but it is very light, just like just like the taste of it. So just yeah. just not getting a lot, but that's that's fine. It's four point two percent beer. Mm. In terms of being a pale it's a very good one. Um it's got a decent amount of body, so even though it's like light in the robe and light on the citrusy notes, it's not thin, it's not watery, it's not wishy washy. So getting a nice bit of body nice bit of flavor in it and yeah it's yeah I, 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 very refreshing um i think i would have preferred if it was a bit more hoppy um it, it's okay a, yeah yeah a bit more christmas and effervescence at like especially the end um the the bitterness just goes with like it it, it, it sort of like goes all the way through there's no ups and downs with the hoppiness in terms of like what you're getting it's very Mm -hmm. okay the journey from the start is similar to that of the end you know other than it being a bit um refreshing i guess but 
yeah, I mean, it's good, it's good. I, I don't know how it pertains to games. God knows. Um, just don't think it says anything on the can. Maybe they just thought this is decent, cool art. Stick it on the can, call it gamer, and, <laughs> and be done with it. Um, yeah, it's it, it's getting in our audience, Ben. It's getting us get pro gamers oh, good. to drink. Absolutely, <laughs> more of them need to drink. They're all boring motherfuckers. I don't know. I've never met a pro gamer before, so I've got no, no. idea. You, um, I mean, we've met a deal, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> I think that's pro game collecting. Oh, okay. Uh, not rather There's than a difference. Yeah, than right. Pro. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Only just. Um, but yeah, decent. So this uh, this um, under is it under my umbrella? Under my umbrella. Yes. Um, it's nice. It started off um, with a bit of an odd kind of first taste, uh, but it's, you know, maybe it is quite straw, it's got a touch of orange to it, but it's very, very pale in colour, nice uh, nice head which laces lovely to the glass as well, um, it's medium bodied, and it's got a nice mouthfeel to it, it's very soft and smooth, um, with the New England, I suppose, uh, creeping in with that kind of, uh, that level of softness to it, but the taste, and the nose is quite light, the nose is sort of Maybe a little bit of kind of ripe mango in there, but not a big nose. There's a tiny touch of you know that that kind of slight dankness that comes with maybe a very ripe or slightly overripe uh, kind of tropical fruit as well. Um, but the flavour was very interesting because at first it was this big hit of very. A kind of like ashy, smoky sort of flavors, and I don't know whether that was something to do with the like can conditioning. You know, whether whether it you know, cracked the can and just the mix of gases and things like that produced something like that because that's gone almost instantly. Now, that was only really there on the first couple of tastes. Weird, but it's it's unfortunately stuck a little oh. bit in the back of my. Uh, throat, and I don't know whether it's because the beer is still giving it to me, mm-hmm. or... or whether it was just strong enough that it's then affecting it. So I have to come back to that element to see okay. if it's it's there a little bit. But flavour-wise, mm-hmm. for the rest of the beer, tastes like an ashtray. As I say, <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite there. Yeah. Uh, maybe some spilled some mango juice in an ashtray. <laughs> um, it's it's really light the flavour. So there is that. Slight tropical fruit there. Um, and again, it feels a little bit overripe mango. It's got a little bit of dankness to it. Not much, but it's very, very soft. And I'm getting maybe, I suppose, more tropical stone fruit than I am uh, more traditional sort of like peachy mm-hmm. apricots. But it, it, it edges towards that a little bit. So it does have that slight sweetness of a, of a mango. But it edges towards that slightly softer stone fruit as well. And it's very easy. You know, now that you know that smokiness has kind of gone, it's really, really easy to drink, which is great. Mm-hmm. Because as with the gamer, at like four and odd percent, four point seven, um, it's probably not going to last 
very long. Nope. So having that softness, having that smoothness, having that not massive flavour to it, uh, just adds for its kind of Moorish quality. And it definitely has that. You know, the flavour is nice. So I want to keep refreshing myself. And again, don't know whether it's part of the beer or from the can, that smokiness, it's made it really dry. Yeah. So I am going back to it quite a lot because it's making me. More so maybe than I would normally. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the uh, Wiper and True have just put out a their Kiwi Lilt XL. So it's just it's it's their standard Kiwi Lilt that they put out uh, maybe every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but just dialed up a little bit. And that beer is incredibly Moorish. That is a... I've just had a sip on... I, I, I just want to basically just chug the entire thing in kind of one go, really, because of how Moorish it just feels. <coughs> this has elements of that, but there's just something holding it back a little bit, just making it a touch dry um, to kind of force me to want to go back in for the flavour rather than wanting to. Okay. Mm. But it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice and soft, nice and smooth. So yeah, I'll come back to it a little bit later and see if that smokiness yeah. is, yeah, is still yeah. there. I don't think I've ever had this combination, Eclipse Enigma and Ella, before. So I have no experience to draw on with the rest of that. Um, so should we move into games for this episode? I mean, we can, theoretically. Oh, oh! Have you had a, have you had a bit of a, a bit of a dry week? Yes, Lucy? I haven't played anything. Have you not? Nothing at all. Uh, I think I got a, an achievement on Vampire Survivors for Microsoft reward, <laughs> rewards points, but other than that, no. Fair. Nothing. Okay. okay. The Steam Deck is uh, just there, just sitting there. Um, yeah, just not in the mood. I was thinking of, um, because I bought Storyteller, uh, Mm. the Annapurna joint, um, I think it came out, it only came out about a few weeks ago, Uh, I was thinking of getting stuck into that, it's a short little puzzle game, but until I do, nothing. (laughs) That's fair, that's absolutely fair. I've I've also, uh, well, I've had limited time, but I have managed to find about four hours to put into uh, The Last Worker. Mm Mm-hmm. I mentioned it last week, uh, and that I wanted to, to to sort of start it. And I did have uh, an evening in which I put about maybe about only about an hour and a half in in the end. And I found a little bit of time since then to play a little bit more. Um, this is a kind of narrative adventure game, I suppose, but set in a first person perspective. Um, very specifically set in a first person perspective, because it is like a VR enabled game. And I think it's been crafted in a way that actually VR would be the better place to play it, okay. rather than how I'm playing it, which is just on a on a screen with a with a control pad. Um, it's made by uh, or developed by Oifi and Wolf and Wood, and published by uh, Wired. Mm-hmm. And it's I've seen a lot of promotion for it. I think yeah. because um, it's sort of pushes this kind of next big narrative kind of adventure, I suppose. Um, and it succeeds in quite a lot of ways okay. in what it's sort of, I suppose, trying to do. Like, it's very good at 
telling the narrative that it has done so far, um, at mixing up the kind of the gameplay and pushing forward that narrative without me feeling like I've got to do one over the other. So it is all about a guy called Kurt, who is basically the last worker in a massive distribution center. So think of Amazon, but times a million. And Kurt basically lives on this little hover platform in which he can go up and down and all around the just shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves of items to be able to pick and post. So whilst it pushes that kind of narrative, you've still got this element in the background of him being a worker, like do your job and getting a rating at the end of a shift. Mm. And there is an element, and I think there's probably a game overstate. I haven't had one, but it, it constantly says, make sure you get an, if you're if you're on a part of the game where you're doing a shift, it says, make sure you get a, a, a ranking above this, otherwise you might get fired. Mm. And I've not got to a point yet Great. where I've tested that out or, or failed enough. Um, I think it's quite lenient mm. in how it allows you to do those kinds of things. Because the way that you actually interact with the environment and with everything is with this kind of, uh, with this tool, with this handheld tool. Yeah. And this is where very much the VR element would come into it. So you've got this tool and you can basically use it to grab items. It has this like beam and it will grab a box and it kind of pulls it towards you. You put it on your platform. Part of the kind of delivery aspect is you've got to check that it's not damaged that it's the same weight and the same size mm-hmm. that it says as stickers on the box. So there's a little bit of spinning it around and looking at it and making sure that it's all okay, putting it on your little platform, which has a, a scales on, and making sure that it conforms. Take it off and deliver it, or say that it's wrong or that it's damaged and put it somewhere else to be disposed of. You do that a couple of times, and then the, the narrative really kind of kicks in, and kind of shit goes down, and you find yourself kind of going through the the bowels of this giant distribution center and into areas where you might not normally access. There's a lot of times where Kurt says, "We should, I, I shouldn't be going there. That's off limits. I, I shouldn't be doing that kind of thing. Um, but you get a sense that actually he can kind of almost do what he likes. Because okay. whilst there's like patrolling robots that should stop him, you know the, the game gives you tools to be able to get around that kind of thing. And actually, there's a, a narrative element to uh, a part of the game to push you to get around that kind of thing. Uh, and it, everything is delivered. You know, like you don't see any other people. Everything is delivered through holograms, uh, through robots talking to you, and all of these kinds of things. And you get the sort of the sense that whilst you have people talking to you mm-hmm. that Kurt is very much alone in this kind of space um, and I think it balances that kind of level of him feeling maybe a little bit lonely a little bit isolated versus then this kind of bigger push of the narrative to be like right you've got to do something to help us and assist which is almost this world-changing event kind of thing. So it sort of makes you feel very menial, like you've just Mm. got to do that job, that you're living by yourself, that there's no one else here, yet tying it back into saying, 
actually there is a much bigger element of this world that you can kind of help without sort of saying yes there are people still alive or no actually all of these things that you're thinking about actually happened like hundreds of years or not hundreds of years because he, he worked there whilst other people worked there they've just slowly lost their jobs or, or various other things kind of over the over the years so you don't really know whether society is kind of in disarray outside uh, whether society exists whether you've been nice and protected being in this ginormous kind of bunker distribution centre um, but it it I mean, it doesn't even skirt the edge of being political. Mm. It likes to be, and it has a very political kind of edge to it. So with its story, it's sort of dancing around those kinds of ideas. But actually in the delivery of some of its slightly more comical moments, yeah. um, it, it, it gets incredibly political. You know, okay. One of the deliveries, and, and it shows you as a hologram on your platform what you've just sent out for delivery. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a troll doll. So okay. a big naked troll with big hair, but it's mm-hmm. Donald Trump. <laughs> and, you know, there's there's dialogue <laughs> around that kind of thing. Yeah. And there's there's lots of dialogue around the you know, the idea of, of labour and working for big corporations and those kinds of things. Like it very much wears that element uh, mm. out in the open for, for everyone to kind of digest and I suppose either agree with or not. Yeah. And um, how do you like that? kind of heavy-handed almost abrasive kind of approach to talking anti-capitalist things (laughs) i mean uh, i'm pretty anti-capitalist yeah you can agree with the message but the way it's delivered yes um i think so what do you think so far it's been fine so far i haven't felt like it's been too egregious or that it's been out of place um, it sets the tone pretty quickly, and and Kurt is very much through the dialogue mm-hmm. like a company man. Right. Like he wants to be there, he wants to keep doing his job. You know, he's living in like almost squalor, <laughs> in just this like area where d- all of the rubbish is kind of dumped, and he's made his sort of home <laughs> there, um, and just and just kind of lives in this space. So he's very kind of company man when it comes to that sort of mm. stuff that I think it kind of juxtaposes a little bit of that. You know, the the kind of the chat that you're getting from Kurt and you know, I don't remember the name of the, the robot that he hangs out with. Um, but when those other elements start to come in, so this group that want to kind of bring down Young, which is the corporation, um, and... Uh, uh, another robot which turns up which wants to help you to do that um, it comes in not heavy handed with the kind of um, sort of activist element but it weaves it in quite nicely I suppose and weaves it in quite naturally as well so there are moments where uh, there will be some dialogue and they're all sad for reason but actually, it's a nice progression from the, the the story that you've had so far. It's not suddenly like, oh, blah, 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 capitalism is bad. Yeah. It yeah. very much builds and builds and builds for there to be that bit of a, a hit mm-hmm. for you to think, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, capitalism is bad. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it very much seems like that is the, you know, the, the key message <laughs> from this so far. Um, 
as I say, I'm only like four hours in. Okay. So I don't know how far or how long the game is. But with it being, I think, more um, more developed for B- VR, I could see it being maybe six to eight hours, mm. potentially. Something like that. I wouldn't imagine it's a huge game. And it's only about 20 quid okay. as well. Yeah. So it's not an expensive game either. So, uh, oh, it's not actually. It's £16. So, you know, mid-price kind of game. Um, There's absolutely a ton of achievements. There's 31 achievements. Um, I've probably only got like 10 or something like that. So, you know, maybe there's another kind of... Yeah, possibly halfway through. 10 story progression kind of ones, and I'm about halfway through sort of thing. Um, But it's starting to ramp up the stakes quite Mm -hmm. quickly. And... When you're taken out of that kind of delivery aspect of the gameplay, the rest of it is a little bit more kind of corridor-esque. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're pushed through these kind of vents and the back rooms of this uh, this space, trying to get around patrol robots and sneak through and, and those kinds of things. And it's all been a little bit uh, sort of slow-moving, apart from the delivery aspect, which wants you to do it as quickly as possible, uh, until I came up to a, a like a boss. Mm-hmm. And I had to use the, the, the gun to pull things away from this boss. Um, and it wasn't too difficult. Uh, it got a touch frustrating when I thought I was doing something wrong, tried to correct that, only to realise that it just happened anyway. It wasn't me doing something wrong. It was just a, a, a different progression bar, essentially, uh, um, than me actually uh, getting it wrong. So I realised that I had to just focus on the other kind of element of, of defeating this kind of boss. Um, and it looks really good. It sounds really good. Mm-hmm. The voice acting is excellent. Okay. The gameplay okay. is, is fun, uh, if a little bit kind of fleeting because there's a lot of story in between these kinds of gameplay elements to to, to ingest. So it's definitely more of a narrative kind of game than it is uh, action. Or I suppose the other thing, it's not first-person shooter, but it's kind of first-person action uh, uh, more than anything else. So it's just kind of... It hits quite nicely as a, I suppose, not even a parody, but like a comedy kind of product. Uh, Um taking the piss out of corporations of which this character Kurt is very much a, a, a part of. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, I think you've sold me on it. Um, Ooh. I was just um, a bit hesitant to see how heavy-handed that, yeah, anti-capitalist message is. But if you say it's very consistent and, you know, it, it's making a point and it's just, you know, not a shame to make that point. Um you know, even with the yep. Trump troll dolls, <laughs> then, yeah. then uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Um, I just kept thinking of uh, uh, the Valve game that they released, the Portal one, when the Steam Deck came out too. Um, oh, but, Alex? No, no, it, it, that was the VR one. Um, yeah. No, the, the little, basically, the thing that tutorialised how to use a Steam Deck. I think you you can just play it on Steam. Ah, uh, right, yes. Without yeah, yeah. even having a Steam Deck. What was that thing called? Steam Deck Portal Game. 
Aperture desk job. Yes, aperture desk job. Um, mm-hmm. That was great. <laughs> you know, it was probably about 20 minutes long. But why don't they make another port ball? <laughs> why don't they do it? Yeah, don't play it if you ever want portal in your life, another portal, because oh, you just think that oh, it's just, just mm-hmm. Valve can make games and they make them well. They just don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are all those talented people doing there? Um, making Dota skins, probably. I don't know. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was just thinking of that and Wilmot's Warehouse, mm-hmm. which was a very good game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, poor Wilmot. I was stressed playing that game, thinking Wilmot's going to get laid off if I don't <laughs> get the uh, Amazon packages <laughs> delivered in time. I was just like... Well, I think this. Uh, I think the last worker does quite well in that element of... of <laughs> Not making you too stressed in those okay. delivery kind of items. I've just got back into so that the next mission is after a big set of narrative stuff, and um, I've got to try and get somewhere basically, and 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 I have like a task and like almost a covert task to do whilst being in like a shift. Mm-hmm. So it very much comes up and says you must get an F rank or above. To not get fired, um, so I've got to try and balance, you know, and I, I've had to do this in, uh, earlier as well, like balance the progression of the narrative and the that that loop of being that delivery mm-hmm. guy of getting those items and, and and pushing them out, and I would hope that it doesn't ramp up the difficulty enough in that kind of sense that. It's going to cause much kind of stress and anxiety. Uh, uh, there's lots of other things in this game which would make people feel more anxious, like stuff happening in the narrative yeah, yeah. And, and, and that sort of stuff, to not, or at least to find a balance and a mix of that gameplay being fun whilst also being, you know, challenging at least, of being like, great, have I got to make one? Have I got to make two? Have I got to make three deliveries to keep that ranking before. I then can do a little bit of the story or can I just kind of skirt it a bit, do some of the story and then think, oh shit, I'll just do one delivery. Okay, that's brought me up enough. Like, Hopefully that balance is is, is kind of there. Yeah. Um, I've not had a... Uh, whilst I've had to balance them, I don't think I've had the consequence of actually having to do some narrative stuff and then get into the end of a shift yet yeah. to know whether I've needed to have to balance them out that much. Um, so hopefully, if there is a a consequence as such uh, uh, with that element, I might be able to you know report back that it isn't that stressful. Okay. But it would tie in quite well with the narrative and with the idea that I'm a, a menial delivery yeah. guy. Yeah. With it being stressful and me experiencing that as well. Yeah, I have a feeling um, it's going to ramp up <laughs> and things will, will get very stressful <laughs> for you. So yeah, well, it sounds interesting. Um, it's mm. good. It's good that it seems to have, um, even though the long, you know, tale of like seeing this game being advertised and PR and stuff that it, you know, it has paid off. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, it's it's one that 
I kind of I always say I'll keep playing whatever you know X game, mm-hmm. um, but I put so many games down this year. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I get to a point and I'm like, ah, oh, there's another like, another codes come in or something else is released, and I'm like, oh, I'm not really feeling the last thing. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it, but it doesn't sit with the time that I've got to play things and, yeah. and that sort of stuff. Um, but I'd like to see this story through. I think it's it's kind of how I'm playing um, like Final Fantasy Crisis Core at the moment as well. Like I want to see that story through, mm-hmm. but I'm getting to play that at like six in the morning for <laughs> half an hour oh or something like that. So I'm barely awake. Um, I've got children climbing on me <laughs> Or sat near me trying to eat things that they shouldn't eat, and uh, I'm like, right, I'll just play some of the missions and just do some of the combat stuff, and just 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 play this yeah. as something, yeah. some kind of minor escape from having to be a shepherd uh, first thing in the morning. Um, whereas I think the last worker is much more of a no, I'm invested in this a little bit more. I want to see the story through. And whilst I want to do that with Crisis Core, uh, um, I can very much just sit there and kind of take that game as it kind of comes. Be like, yep, I'll do a couple more missions. Cool. Now I'll progress the story a bit. Great, here's a save point. I'll do a couple more missions. Because uh, knowing Final Fantasy, you know, I'll get to the end and I'll need at least four hours <laughs> to actually see all of the final yeah. cutscenes and, and things like that. Um, I, I, I doubt it's going to be like that for... Um, for Crisis Core because it was a PSP game and I would think that they'd probably done that a little differently um, because of the handheld element mm-hmm. of that game maybe not made it quite so egregious in its uh, cutscene lengths and things um, but we'll see we'll, we'll see. see we'll see about that one yeah. <laughs> good luck <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back in like October. Like I finally finished Crisis Core. Yeah. Because I've watched this end cutscene sixteen times because I've had to restart it every single time that I've had paused it and then come out of the game or something ridiculous like that. Um, or it's just taken me that long, that many half an hour slots. Yeah. Um, you know, every other morning to actually see it uh, through. But uh, I was talking to Adam a couple of weeks ago on the on the episode. Um, Know, about the enjoyment of that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and, and him very much sort of saying, you know, if you're not feeling it, just just drop it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and there's been a couple of things um, that I have. You know, I started Terra Nil a couple of weeks ago. Kind of, uh, I got to a point where I'm like, I'm just going to drop it a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. A, it feels a little bit repetitive. Yeah. Um, it's not the best experience on mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, drop that. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like, especially video games, you can just Re... you can pick them up at any other point, you know what I mean? It's like, there's been so many games over the years that it's like, okay, I'm not feeling this, I'm not in the mood for it, or I don't like the platform that I'm playing it on, or something like that. It just yeah, feels better yeah. on a different platform, wherever that's mouse and keyboard, or touchscreen, or, you know, having it this close to your face on a handheld, whatever it is. It's like, you know, unless you, you know, well... I think people are getting a bit better at making sure games follow on to different, you know, newer consoles and stuff like that. And, and if you got Steam, it's really not a problem. So, so yeah, it's like so many times I've I've, I've started something, 
dropped it and then maybe come back to it. So yeah, yeah. just the way things are. Yeah, mm. absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we may have to pause very slightly. That is uh, fine. Because a small baby has woken up. <laughs> okay, could run an ad. <laughs> I will. Yeah. It might be a little bit longer than an ad. That's fine. I um, will. I will fill the airways with uh, jazz. So I can't remember where we left off. Who knows? Talking about the last um, worker and. Um... I think we had wrapped that up there. Yeah, pretty mm. much, pretty much. Um, I did see, and something I wanted to bring to your attention, that Celeste has mm. been released on the play date. Yeah, the original, is it the Pico 8 build? Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, the prototype uh, for Celeste. Yeah, I, I, I have yet to update my play date, because um, they did a big update recently where they've launched their own like you know um, shop on the on the actual okay. console and a few more games I, I just haven't got around to updating it just yet so that's 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 been on my list um, but yeah um, don't think I'll play it because I've played the original Pico 8 uh, version of Celeste um, it's nice to see you know the bones of where you know, Celeste proper came from. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the actual game is just so good. You know, so much yeah. polish and so much more. The art, the 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 sound, everything. Um, mm. but yeah, it's a bit hard to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Do you know really if? Cool. And I suppose this talks to a wider. Wait, am I mixing up my handhelds? Is the play date the handheld with the crank? Yes, it is. Yes, right, fine. My point then stands. Um, (laughs) Does it utilise anything in terms of the crank and and the idea of it, you know, being on the play date? Is this essentially just another place to kind of put it and and have? Um, And have you started to find, obviously not updating it a bit to to get that Mm. new sort of stuff, have you found that Kind of <coughs> games coming out on the playdate don't necessarily utilize the kind of the crank and, and I mean, the, kind of the console kind of exclusive elements. Some of them do, but the ones that do use the crank are usually the ones that are more gimmicky and that the ones that mm-hmm. are like, okay, I'll try it for a bit. Um, yep. D- don't really have much of a long tail. Just, um, as you say, gimmicky, cool little things, but just tiny little experiences um there are some games which like it's not just a gimmick and it is just it is a core part of the the game but a lot of those mm-hmm. games are like very arcadey and those are the ones that okay you can go back to you can you know just as you would with you know a mobile game that you play religiously or something like that um i can't remember the name of the game it's 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 with penguins going up and down in a <laughs> elevator. Elevator game. Elevator penguin. Yeah, I'm literally one search with uh, play date. Where's my phone? It's beeping. Turn that off. Um, flipper lifter. Now that's like, um, yeah, you're basically just delivering all these penguins to 
different floors of this hotel and you mm-hmm. know you crank the crank <laughs> for the elevator to go up and down and that's just like yeah that's that's a cool little game that I, I find myself playing every now and then um, just as a little time waster but but yeah, yeah. I think the more long form games and the deeper experiences um, also the ones that you know often cost a bit more are just you know, maybe a l- little adventure games or stuff like that, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I think I think it's there's a good there's a good diversity um, in terms of the portfolio on there with all these you know, especially if you go onto itch, people making all kinds of stuff. Yep. Um, you know, like photography games to you know visual novels and sim planting games and stuff like that. So, so yeah. Um, it's very much a novelty, uh, you know, um, handheld in terms of the mm. crank and everything. Um, but I think what's going to give it its tail is just having that audience. A lot of the people who, you know, publish on itch and stuff like that. Seeing, oh yeah, this is cool, you know, work within the limitations of the, of the handheld and just put... You know, random weird stuff on it. Um, I guess... I mean, like, we were talking about The Last Worker. Um, they put out a game on the Playdate. It's called The Catalogue, The Store. Um, and maybe, yeah, maybe it could be... Okay, here's this maybe paid, maybe free thing that we're going okay. to, you know, loop in this audience. You know, just a novel place to put things. You know, I mean... If you got the budget and a lot of these, you know, it's just, you see so much weird PR for games now. Like the Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 4, they had like this cutesy anime kind of come out for it, which is, is pretty good. These Just these very small shorts. And it's like, that's money and time and stuff. But it's like, yeah, if you have that and you're, you know, um, advertising to a very particular niche, like the, the sort of people who play would play on Playdate, would play an indie game like The Last Worker. Could just be something that's just like, yeah, we made this weird thing on Playdate as just part mm. of our promotional material or something like that. Nice. Which is cool. Yeah. It's just yeah, a, it's, it's right. in a very niche, weird little space. A weird little mm. space that I like. Like do a nice you, little corner. Do you find that the uh, kind of, when you go on itch, mm-hmm. um, to find these games, could you just play them through itch as well? Unless um, they've got some kind of like crank, you know, ele- element yeah, that, yeah. That, that that's needed to play on the play date. If it's just a game, just a standard game that they just decided that they can put out mm-hmm. on the play date, is there the sort of you know anything sometimes, to stop you from just playing it on PC instead? Sometimes, uh, you know, it's play date only. Sometimes it's um, you know both computer and mm-hmm. play date. Um, yeah, it just depends. Um, depends what build they they put out, what APK they put out, and just yeah, yeah, it, it differs. Um, it varies. Some some are just like, oh, I already had a game out on itch, and now here's a Playdate uh, version for it. So, so yeah, but um, some there is a, oh gosh, what's the name of the uh, the development tool itself for Playdate? Uh, um, um, developer <laughs> played it. Uh, 
Okay, it's just maybe it doesn't have a name. Playdate SDK. <laughs> maybe that's the name of it. Um, yeah, I think it's just oh, pulp. Pulp. Okay, is, is the name of the. Um, is that right? Pulp, pulp, pulp. I think I think that's right. Pulp, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pulp. Yeah, it, which is the you know their own little say like Unity or Unreal or something. It's their own little yep. um, development kit for the Playdate. And some people make stuff via that, and I imagine um, they'd probably want to commission people to make games in Pulp. Pulp is free, mm. by the way, which is really really cool. So anyone can make anything. But okay. I imagine. The People who are making in pulp, there's a, you know, the people behind playing it themselves are probably commissioning those people and saying, let's push that on the store maybe. And but yeah, I think it's it's just a cool little wacky device that I think the the makers of it know it's niche. <laughs> you know, mm. um, they're under mm-hmm. no illusions, and I think it will just be small trickles every now and then. Um, because I don't think anyone would have bought it thinking, yeah, I'm going to play all my games on this. <laughs> this is going to be Steam Deck. This is going to be the next, uh, you know, big indie machine or something like that. Yeah. It's just like, I don't think anyone was expecting that. They were just like, oh, the guy who made Katamari and the guy who made Overdin and Papers, Please. Oh, they're, you know, I'm nerdy enough to know who these people are. I'm mm. going to buy this very strange, very niche and getting more expensive now. Um little handheld and see Ooh. what that's all about. It's gone up in price. Yeah, they they, they upped it by twenty dollars, which um okay. uh you know is not nothing but it's not it's not a lot. But I think, you know, just stuff to do with inflation. I think like, and yeah, like the the, the PS five went up in price, didn't it, last year as well. I did it. Um, yeah, I remember yeah, I the PS5 oh, yeah. went up by about 50 quid, something oh, like that. Like, yeah. Forget that. <laughs> Sorry. That's a lot of money. I know it's already like a luxury item, but. Yeah. God damn. No. Oh, when it's, you know, if it's four 450 or whatever it was and it goes up to like 500 quid. But it's just <sighs> like that, that console's like three years old at this point. Um, yeah. They should be there's giving me no, money. To... Yeah, <laughs> there's no, there's no redesign just as yet to make you know mm-hmm. cheaper parts and stuff like that. I'm just like, no, hell no. Um, Especially with them releasing a equivalently priced proprietary headset. Oh, no. That's I, really I a luxury buy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. If you've got a grand. And you don't really know what to do with it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay. so uh, lighting it on fire. Out, but... <laughs> <laughs> Get a PlayStation Five in VR, I guess. Or mm. feel sick in Spider Man or something like that. You know, it's just swing, swinging through buildings like. Is that oh, a VR? Oh. No, I doubt it. <laughs> Man, I did you the focus imagine, testing you imagine for that. <laughs> playing Spider Man in first person in VR <sighs> with that the speed of motion. That you can get in that in that game that it, would be nauseating. There'd be nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> Just it would be like um, <laughs> which Simpsons is it where they go to like the cider farm and Ned is talking to him, uh, talking to Homer. 
I don't know. I don't. And his brain, he's like, you can stay here, but I'm not listening to this. And Homer's brain just floats away and he just crumples. <laughs> he just collapses. <laughs> that would be me. Oh, gosh, I'm going to have to... I don't. I think it may have been from one of the later series. So because I don't think I've ever it. seen that oh, scene before. Oh, it's very good. <laughs> I'm gonna send it. You should just watch it live on air because I got nothing else <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> uh, here we go. It's 16 seconds. Where are you this sending is, this? I will send it somewhere where it's accessible. I'll just send it in the call. Uh, I have to watch it on my phone because otherwise it oh, fucks okay. up yeah. everything. <laughs> oh. Let's see. Let's this the, the Simpsons. Yes, the Simpsons. That's what I want. <laughs> oh no! Hang on! Hang on! Hang on! I have to pause it. Pause. Fuck you. My phone doesn't want to pause things. There we go. Turn my volume up. Everyone can listen to it. I get copyright uh, striked whilst I'm watching. I mean, you, you don't even need to say it. Hang in Brown, you're in cider town. Now, there's two exceptions to the history. Oh, you can stay, but I'm leaving. For example, if you're from Canada, the whole thing flip-flops. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. It's very good. Um, how do... How do what happened to the Simpsons? Oh, I don't These like know. little little nuggets that we still get <laughs> from it. Uh, gosh, what? Hold on. Um, Burns, baby Burns. Which, which season was that? Uh... <laughs> There's like the, the first like what uh, nine seasons? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. The, the ten like seasons been... are just sublime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then. Season eight, well, one's from, so. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, like yeah, up to season nine or ten, I think. Yeah. Hmm. That's what. I can't remember. What happened to Simpsons games as well? Oh, there was a time where mate. there were thousands of them, thousands of games. <laughs> there were the there were so many, and ninety eight percent of them were bad. Oh, um, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Let's name the Simpsons games we've played. We've, we've both played the arcade game. Very good. Yep. Um, Bart, Bart versus, versus Space, Space Mutants. Incomprehensible. Bad. Yep. Um, a, a great, but only great <laughs> when that's the only game you have to play. Yes. And it's so hard. <laughs> that game is incredibly difficult. Yeah. And you spray aliens purple or something or red. <laughs> just, just inscrutable. Um, <laughs> I had a Game Boy Treehouse of Horror game. Mm-hmm. That was okay. Um, one of the best games that isn't actually a game was just the CD-ROM of like Springfield. Oh, just could just go yeah. around the. T- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I loved that. That was so good. Uh, I think you collected like was it baseball cards or something? Like that? that was Aww. that was very good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Gosh, I'm trying to think from that era. Not PC, but like pre-2000, because the ones after 2000 were like top-tier trash. What was the what was the wrestling game? Yes, I, I've played that. Um, that was awful. 
I think it was just Simpsons wrestling. Is that it, what was, it? it was so bad, but I liked that. I liked it. I liked it, but it was like mm. it was very bad. I, um, I like a, I like a, a, a future, not even a future, like a past in which Simpsons wrestling was successful enough that they just then brought out Simpsons adventure. Simpsons sports, <sighs> Simpsons, you know, X, Y, and Z. It just, well, just every single genre of game. They kind of it just was. features the characters. Like. Because there was Simpsons skateboarding, which is the worst game I've ever played in my life, I think. I don't think I've played that. It, it was, I think I have the disc somewhere. Uh, it's. Was it a Tony Hawk's <sighs> clone? I wish. Um, <laughs> if it controlled like a hundredth as good as Tony Hawk's. Then I would have been okay, but it wasn't. It was oh my god, that game, awful, awful. Um, and Simpsons Hit and Run was very good. Um, yeah, I played a lot of that. But yeah, the wrestling wasn't good, but it was nowhere near as bad as skateboarding. Um, <laughs> oh. oh, I might watch like a let's play of that because holy Christ. <laughs> it, it's just, just to like remind the, yourself. Yeah, put myself through the pain and torture. Because mm. obviously I only had so much money for games then. I thought it was a good idea to buy Simpsons Skateboarding. But I think it was, may have been after Hit and Run. So you're thinking, oh, you know, it might be alright. Didn't pay attention who, to who was actually developing these games. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> <sighs> but like, Hit, Hit and Run's quite a beloved game. Yeah, kind of across I, I the really board from everybody, yeah. and yet it didn't ever seem to spur on anything further in terms of The Simpsons, um, it, you know, in in kind of video game format. Hmm. And I just wonder whether it kind of just lost a bit of pace potentially. You know, is that around the time that the season started to get a little bit of uh, oh, loss of quality, and the brand wasn't quite as what it kind of had been? You know, they, I remember when they released the film. It's like, oh, I haven't watched The Simpsons in, you know, at least new stuff for a while. And yeah. there's a film yeah. coming out, like very ill-timed in terms of when they kind of release some of these sorts of things. And Hit and Run seems like a bit out of place in the in the franchise, almost. Like, everyone's almost not forgotten about The Simpsons, but they've moved away from them, at least. And then suddenly Hit and Run comes out, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, Simpsons is great. Okay, <laughs> this is cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've just gone onto the Wikipedia page of like Simpsons related games. Remember Simpsons Road Rage? Um, no. Really? Uh, THQ published. It. <laughs> they're they're all THQ games, surely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them were Simpsons Road Rage. Okay, okay. The from the two thousands. Simpsons Bowling. I don't remember that. Oh, it was just arcade. Canali. Um. So the Simpsons wrestling, then road rage, then the Simpsons skateboarding, then hit and run, <laughs> and then I don't recognise any of the others apart from tapped out because people. Oh yes, yeah. Lots of money on that apparently. Oh, road! I do remember road rage, yeah. the crazy taxi ripoff. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I do remember it. The Simpsons game in two thousand and seven, cell shaded. Ooh. This actually looks alright. I mean, it probably isn't, <laughs> but like, hmm, I don't remember this game. No, I don't remember that at all. 
The art style looks cool. I've got a picture of Lisa playing a saxophone to dolphins. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I actually entered it, yeah. Bart's dressed up as El Barto. Uh, I mean, it's got all sorts of things. Yeah. I like like the look of it. In one world, this might have been a decent game. <laughs> what did the IGN review say? What school? There's a, a, an image of Chief Wiggum is just on the floor. <laughs> who knows? Uh, who who actually knows? Seven point seven, good. IGN. No, I think we might have to find this game, Lucy, and if there's any I mean, way to be able to actually yeah, play it anymore, it's probably been delisted and everything. Probably need a. Wouldn't be backwards compatible. <laughs> there is a um, um, there's a, a photo uh, on Reddit. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first images that comes up. That this was on 360, PS3, Wii, PS2, PSP, and the DS. That's how things were. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of <laughs> systems and a lot of different specifications to have to hit yep. for one game. Yeah. That was the folly of the licensed games. Well, to be fair, licensed games, I mean, a lot throughout the 2000s and mm. before that, actually, they were different on different platforms. So yes, yeah. Completely different games. Like, something would be like, I don't know, a full-on strategy game on PC and would just be some point-and-click on, like, NES or something like Just that. a two-bit side-scroller on the, the, <laughs> yeah. the Game Boy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely different. Um, did you ever play the Celebrity Deathmatch video game? <laughs> that was interesting. Or the MTV one? Mm. No, I don't think I did. Yeah, worked great. But, um, I mean, <laughs> that was when Def Jam was around. And those oh, games Def were Jam, very good. Mate. Def Jam's brilliant. Those games were very good. Bring those back. Wasn't there like some rapper who, were, who was like saying? Something. <laughs> there was something about a year ago when stuff yeah. people thought that a new death mat, a new uh, Def Jam game mm-hmm. was being teased, or at least maybe a remaster. But again, is, is Def Jam like someone like THQ or something like yeah. that? So just you know, the rights for that just don't ever they don't exist. They do exist, well, but they're just locked down by some long dead company. <laughs> Get Embrace a group on it or something. Um, <laughs> But uh, I wouldn't want any rappers from, like, let's say, 2005 onwards, because I don't know any of them. So it's just like, I just want, like, uh, 90s and early 2000s rappers in it. (laughs) You know, that very specific. I don't think it's a niche. People who would buy Def Jam these days are people like us. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's some of the Wu-Tang is, like, ludicrous. Fucking Buster all of the people that you fucking expect it to be, <laughs> and then you've just Fat got like Joe. a some kind of they, they and it's fine. Put in like a, a twenty quid DLC to get oh, little Johnny and yes. <laughs> fucking Barry Big Balls or whatever they're fucking called these days. You know, just whoever. Additionally, <laughs> that all of the young kids can just be like, oh yeah, I love the lyrical yeah. fucking like, prowess oh, yeah. of. My mum used to listen to a two-pack. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. 
<laughs> and they, but they, they have to make it in a way that all of the like OG cast, they've got like fatalities and all of the sort of shit that they could do, yeah. and then all the new characters, they've got they've got none of that. They're just incredibly underpowered, yeah. and like you just see fucking Biggie just break a baseball bat around someone's head, and they can't do anything about it. Like they got no no counters, uh. no anything to it at all. Just soup what? sets them on fire by throwing thousands of joints at them. Like just... yes, we need to go to a publisher with this idea. Yeah. They'll be like, "Can you make games?" No. <laughs> We're the idea men. <laughs> absolutely. The ideas, absolutely. people. We come up with the high level concepts. You know? um, that seems like a very good place to finish <laughs> this week. Okay. We can sell all of our lovely ideas to everybody. Um, we'll return to the beers for a moment. Lucy. Uh, yeah, the gamer. Um, yeah, it's very nice. Um, not really much to say other than it was a very mm-hmm. pleasant. Um, light beer it was it was finished rather quick well probably would have been more quick if i wasn't playing mario 3 through half of the (laughs) (laughs) podcast but yeah Yeah. very enjoyable um it was good to see dark revolution cans back on um shelves because i haven't seen them in a while um and i've always enjoyed their beers so yeah yeah this one's good good for this gamer nice nice Uh, yeah i haven't seen dark revolution for ages, so mm, I'll have mm. to uh, see where I can pick it up. Um, under my umbrella from Arbor, it's very good. Um, it's got a lovely flavour. Uh, that smokiness did disappear quite quickly. Um, it's not hung around, which is nice, uh, and it turns more into a just a lovely soft, soft beer. Um, very easy to drink. So I think I don't know why that kicked off yeah, from the yeah. from the can sort of uh, straight away. Um, so maybe open your can, let it sit for a minute or two, and then and then pour if you've got one of these. Um, but uh, as always, towards the end of the beer, <coughs> quality kind of uh, um, kicks in. So mm-hmm. that was very nice. Good uh, so, stuff. Yeah, that's the beers and the games and the places you can get us are things like Twitter and Instagram at TaxUpCast. You can get me at Nova underscore 47. Lucy is... Juicy Loose 9. And we all hang out on Discord, uh, the Out of Life's Discord, and ping one of us a link, and we can send you uh, a ping one of us a message, and we can send you a link. Or you can go to outoflives.net and look at our beautiful faces and the beers that we have drank this evening on the podcast uh, post there, which will also have a link to the Discord if you want to join us. Otherwise, we're <coughs> releasing each and every week on YouTube as well as your podcast service of choice, where you can rate and review us which would be incredibly helpful. That's it. That's everything. Done. Don't think, don't Done think there's there. anything left to say. Uh, um, brush your teeth. <laughs> nice kernel of advice at the end. Yeah. I'm not even going to say bye, I'm just going to leave it on that. <laughs> Watch out for gum disease. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> especially with all these, sh- especially with all the sugary beers. Oh yes, that we yes. drink absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. PSA: We look out for the little man. <laughs> Just end it. www.outoflives.net